And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. One of the most informative and entertaining talk radio shows today. From social issues and trending topics to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So join us now for Real People, Real Topics, Real Talk. Let's face it. Happy Sunday, everyone. It's February the 7th, 2016. We are your hosts. My name is Will Strayhorn. Alicia? Hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, hi. Mr. Nathan Whitfield, are you on the phone? Yes. How are you? I'm doing good. We're holding it down tonight. Tonight is Super Bowl. You know what? I did not even realize. That lets you know how, how how much I am not into football. I didn't even realize it was Super Bowl. Um, and a lot of our guests had matter. things to do. They had a lot it of things to do. It doesn't matter because America team is not playing, so it does not matter. Who is America team? No Dallas Cowboys. Sorry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you know why I like them? I like their colors and I like the stars. That's the only thing. So. Well, yeah. that's probably about the best thing you can say, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they still America's team, so whatever. Yeah. I just felt it was really tacky of them this year to have a football game during the Beyonce concert. I just don't understand that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> has it been? Has it been? What is it? Halftime. Is it halftime yet? Have they done it's, that? It's halftime right now. Oh, for real? Oh, Coldplay so is so, currently so, singing. So when is she coming on? She probably will be next. Oh, okay. She's, oh. she's a, a guest. Her and she, Oh, Mars. she she did a song with them. No, right. she's going to have her own set. <laughs> Can you tell we're not connected? She, <laughs> yeah, I could tell. A, I, I thought they said the, that she did a song with them or something. Like she was a well, feature. Well, she may do yeah. a song with them, but she got her own set going on. Oh. They're okay. the featured artist and Beyonce and... Because Bruno Mars, I learned this on the other day, Bruno Mars was their, like, underachiever, almost. Um, what? Underachiever, okay. It was because they didn't think of, they knew he was, like, the least, he was the least popular person that they've ever chose. But uh, when he took, when he finished the Super Bowl, oh he got the most buzz over anybody well, other than Beyonce. Really? Yes. Oh, did I know that? I didn't so know that's that. why those two was chosen to come back. Oh, okay. okay. So I know why I'm sitting home. Alicia, why are you home? Because I don't watch the Super Bowl because America team isn't playing. <laughs> but you're <laughs> so not out socializing, you're not out being a socialite? Oh, I did that earlier, honey. I- I'm good. Oh, you did that earlier. And oh, it's too yeah. cold right now, so um, no. Is it cold? It is cold outside. Uh, yeah, day. it's freezing out there. Yeah, it and is. right now I'm hearing sleep, so I'm like, um, I was just saying, you know, while I was out earlier, I said, you know, this is really snow weather, and I'm hearing like it's sleeting, so I'm like, are we gonna get snow? Help, Lord. I don't even know. I didn't even. I don't think I saw that in the. In the. Um, it wasn't until Tuesday report. they said. More snow. Wow. Okay. I thought that. I thought the animals saw it, so so it meant like spring was coming. <laughs> that means nothing in Virginia. It's a lie. Uh, No, it's a lie. uh, (laughs) We change every day, so, yeah, it's a lie. (laughs) Okay. Well, how was y'all week? I know you went to the event yesterday, right? I've been everywhere this week. It's it's just been an amazing, wonderful week, wonderful week. Loved it. The event was awesome. Had to to Danielle for that. Yeah, I'm so mad that I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I couldn't believe that I missed it. it, it as was much as I've been hyping it. Mm-hmm. Hey, hello, I'm like uh, Nathan. I know, right? Not here. 
But um, awesome people, awesome connections. Really enjoyed being able to um, facilitate two classes. It, it was really awesome. You, you, oh, so it was, I thought it was a networking event. It was a networking event, but she had breakout sessions. Oh, oh so that's cool. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, that was one of the three people, oh, and, and it was um, awesome. Okay. Pictures are coming. Pictures are coming. But okay. it's a wonderful group of people. And like she said, it was not your average networking event. So it, it was mm. really wonderful to be able to, you know, be in the room with a bunch of entrepreneurs, a bunch of visionaries, and be able to share different lessons and things of that nature. So it was wonderful. Um, a lot of great people in this area that are doing a lot of great things. That's good. Is she going to do? Is it going to be like a series, or is this the only one? Not sure. Because um, it's catered okay. to the small businesses. Um, okay. There were a lot of large businesses that would have liked to have been vendors and spotlighted. So mm-hmm. hopefully this will be something else that happens next year. Okay. All right. And we'll see then, well, you know, who who's going to be there. Okay. Well, tonight um, we're actually going to make it. We had a, a last-minute guest that um, we were blessed to um, be approached by from Nikki yeah. and uh, one of her friends. Um, so tonight we have... One of our first guests is Shelly Davis. She has a beautiful daughter. I don't know if you saw her picture, Cameron Davis, who won a, um, a pageant last May in California. I believe her title is she's um, Little Miss California, United States. Um, and she's going to be our first guest. She's actually going to take our place of hot topics. And um, we're actually going to go ahead and get started with her. The phone lines are open at 713-955-0793. Make sure you press 1 if you want to speak with her. Um, and you can join us on Facebook and Twitter with at Let's Face It Radio. Um, so, nine years old, a Los Angeles native, Cameron Davis, is capturing the attention of the entertainment industry with her dazzling smile, her smart, sparkling personality, and her all-American good looks. She captured the title of Little Miss California, United States, last May, and she loves singing, dancing, and acting. And she's currently pursuing a career as an entertainer. Here to share her perspective on life of a young pageant queen, we have her mother, Miss Shelley Davis, here to talk about, you know, the life of a pageant queen from a mother's perspective. So welcome to the show, Miss Shelley Davis. How are you, Shelley? Hello. How are you? Hello. Excuse all the noise. Everybody's going crazy over Beyonce. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, yeah. I'm like... oh, I, see I see her now. How are yeah. you? How are you? Thank you for having me. Doing... You're welcome. You're welcome. So I just want to ask you, so how did Cameron get started in pageants? Well, you know, was it something okay. that she was always interested in? Cameron got started in pageants because I, as a mother, I said she needs to improve her public speaking skills. Um, okay. The pageants that she participates in are not like the pageants you see on TV. It's not a toddler's and Sierra's pageant, which is considered a glitz pageant. Exactly. Um, the pageant she does is considered a natural pageant. It's a state pageant, and they don't wear makeup. They don't wear bathing suits. Um, you know, it's all about confidence. It's all about public speaking and, you know, introducing yourself and, you know, in front of the right, audience right. and answering your onstage question. And excuse all the noise. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. I understand. Good me. <laughs> like I said, I, uh, I did not realize it was Super Bowl. It's Sunday, Bruno so. Mars and Beyonce, good. and it's quite a, uh, it's quite a show. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so, um, you know, actually, she saw Beyonce's video, uh, Grown Woman, and Beyonce had all these trophies in, in the video in front of um, her fireplace. And she was like, wow. You know, she's not an athlete. You know, so pageantry is her sport. And okay. it, I will say, it is totally, public speaking is like the number one fear. And, um, you know, she's conquered that fear. So, you know, just getting up and introducing herself in front of 500 people and answering questions on the spot. Um, and, you know, for her age, they, you know, they give you what the questions may be about. They give you, like, an overview of, mm-hmm. you know, it's not completely like, you know, what do you feel, you know, will help peace in the Middle East? It's nothing like that. It's completely age-appropriate. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that was the that was the reason for, you know, for getting her involved in the- so, so have you noticed like an uh, an improvement like in her confidence, self esteem, and all of that? Absolutely, you Absolutely. have. Yeah. Okay. Because Nate and I, we go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying she's like ten thousand times more confident, and um, oh, you know, oh. she can 
she'd be very shy, very quiet. And just what I do, I know that just me being a woman, being a black woman and having my hair care company, you're not going to get very far being shy and quiet. So I have to right. teach myself as an adult to get out there and go for what you want. And, you know, I'm like, okay, she learns it now, learns it earlier. She'll have one less thing, you know, like holding her back. So, um, Do you have a problem keeping her grounded, you know, doing passages? No. I know it, it, you don't. Not at all. It has not. She's still very much a nine-year-old. She's still... You know, she she she's it's not gotten to her head. She's you know like yeah, okay. I just had this. Okay. You know, sometimes she's still very shy about it because a lot of people still, when they think of child pageants, they think of toddlers and tiaras. And right. you know, I tell her, well, you need to explain your pageant is associated with with the Miss World pageant. Your pageant is, you know, you're not putting on two pounds of makeup and you know right. walking right. in a bikini. I'm like, <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And do you homeschool her, or does she actually go to school with no. other children? she's in school. She's absolutely in school. The pageant was done. They do a lot of it. Um, most, of the, most of the state pageants and the national pageants are done during the summer, and they're done um, over the holiday break, Christmas oh, okay. break, Thanksgiving break. So um, hers was done. Memorial Day weekend was, you know, the state pageants and, you know, the the events that she goes, the charity events, uh, the publicists we work with. Shout out to Stephen Littles, awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, um, yeah. You know, he gets her. You know, the stuff he gets her is like on the weekends and uh, you know, evenings after school. No, she's she's not homeschooled. Um, okay. You know, education is still of the utmost importance, and you know, it's uh, you know, it's, it's education is much more than reading, writing, and arithmetic, though. The world. Right. I, I feel that um, it's a different world. I'm not going to say it's harder because it's easier in in some regards. I can, you know, back in the day, I had to go look up something in Britannica Encyclopedia. She can pull something up on her phone and have an answer right. in, in ten minutes. So, <laughs> right. while you know, the resources are available. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, in some regards, it's easier, and a, a lot of you know. You know, all the kids are smart. They're all, you know, straight A students. They're all, uh, you know, you know, super competitive and you know, eager and hungry. So, you gotcha. know, I think we just have more information available, and we have to just kind of adapt, which is, you oh, know, okay. I think it's important. One of the most important uh, skills. <laughs> Hi, Shelley. This is Alicia. Um, I'm so glad to. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad to hear that you have really taken this pageant and made it a positive experience for your daughter. Um, like mm-hmm. you're saying, it really helps her with her public speaking, and it yeah. helps her get comfortable with me in front mm-hmm. of people and, and speaking. But, you know, there's always going to be critics that say that. Absolutely. Perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone is <laughs> yeah. like, why did, you, why did you do this? What? And I said, I mean, where, where else could I have put, uh, you know, it's, she does theater, but her theater, again, it's age-appropriate, it's, you know, an ensemble cast. I said, where else can she just dive in? Where else can I just put her where she right. can just speak in front of 500 people and kind of, like, face the dragon? And, you know, I was like, oh, pageants. And, you know, again, she noticed Beyonce's video, and I read mm-hmm. that, you know, that Beyonce was very shy. And, um, you know, they enrolled her. Beyonce's pageants, I believe, were more talent show-oriented. Whereas mm-hmm. um, the ones that Cameron participates in are more, it's, it's really about confidence. The walk, your formal wear walk, your mm-hmm. casual wear walk, and your onstage question. Those are the three areas that, um, you know, you're judged in. And How do you, you know, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I said you oh, no, win those by being confident. It's not, it's not about beauty per se. They tell you that. Okay. Of course, beauty does sway. They say that it's not about the prettiest girl, but. It's about confidence and, you know, right. gets up there and, you know, really conveys that to the audience and to the judges, you know. So is, do, you ever have any con- do you ever have any concerns that perhaps this will flaw her perception of true beauty? Um, I, I talk to Cameron a lot, her being a black girl, um, her being one of the few black girls in her school, um, you know, her skin is different, her hair is different. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
I, I let her know, um, you know, this is, you are beautiful. This is how God made you. This is how, right. you know, you look. So while we can appreciate different types of beauty, you know, uh, somebody who does not look like you can absolutely be beautiful, too. You are beautiful. You know, that right. person is beautiful, too. Um, it is, the concern I have is maybe, how competitive the other girls can be. You know what I'm saying? Right. You do have a little bit of that going on. I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit of chattiness even. At this age, though, it's mostly from the parents, you know. Um, <laughs> Great. It's not ugliness. I'm not going to say it's ugly, but it's, you know, okay. some things, and I'm like, okay, really? <laughs> wow. Not that serious, you know. And, again, we, I had my own personal goals for her in, in you know, in, in signing her up. So it wasn't necessarily all about winning and winning and taking home the crown. I had my personal goals, you know, with her that, you know, we worked together in wanting to reach. And like I said, I said, what is the quickest way that we can fully immerse ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, she can't, she's too young to run for political office. What can I <laughs> what can I put her in where she can just start speaking? And, you know, they're right. pageant every weekend sometimes. It's like, okay, here. And she so likes getting her future uh, goals. Um, Cameron loves to draw. She's like, what her her goal? Her goal? She says she wants to create her own cartoon series. Like she wants mm. to create the next SpongeBob. She wants to wow. write for Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Like she's a very creative individual. So you know she wants to be in entertainment, but from more the creative side and put herself, you know, awesome. put herself in the creative position. And, um, you know, a lot of that probably comes from me because, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, you have more control as opposed to sitting and waiting for someone to choose you. You know, you right. can create your own vehicle. You can, you know, you can write yourself in. You can make a cameo. You can, you know, <laughs> you can be like Eddie Murphy, play four characters. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. You know. I mean, she's nine. I realize, you know, what she wants to be can change, you know. And, you know, I'm willing to support her with whatever, you know, whatever she does, support her and guide her. And, you know, again, the confidence is so important because if she says she wants to, you know, be the first woman on Mars, I mean, you know, it's like if you're confident and believe in that, you will work towards that. Yes. And, uh, you know, no matter how harebrained it may seem to someone else, it's all about you believing in yourself. And, you know, that's what shines through. Exactly. Hi, Shelly. How are you doing? This is Nate. Hi, Nate. How are you? I'm really good. So it sounds like Cameron is off to an amazing start already. Um, But we see that Cameron is one of the faces of the hair company Kinky Curl. How did that come about? Okay, well, shameless plug, I'm the owner of Kinky Curly. (laughs) And um, (laughs) my company that I started back in 2003 and I noticed, you know, in doing the pageant circuit and everything, everyone wore their hair straight except for Cameron. And that was one of the things that she would always talk about, like, my curly hair is unique. And, you know, I, I, she loves her hair curly. She doesn't ever want to get it straightened. And, you know, I said, okay, wait, I need to change up. It's time for me to change up my advertising. And, you know, why don't I put her, you know, like kill two birds with one stone, for lack of a better <laughs> explanation it gets her some exposure and it gives my brand you know a different look and everything so what 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 started the company kinky curly what made you want to yes okay i um i grew my hair out let's see 1998 i stopped 1998 i like cut off all the relaxer out of my hair i was using your typical drugstore stuff drugstore you know, shampoo, conditioner, and, and, you know, one minute I'm using something, next minute it's discontinued, another minute they're changing the formula. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't find something that, you know, that, like, works, like, you know, consistently. So I um, took a cosmetic, chem- I took a soap-making class is what I said. I took a soap-making class, and okay. I learned, you know, I learned the basics. Um, you know, I didn't go to school to make products, so I was a business major, so I, you know, learned what, you know, how do you mix water and oil? What's an emulsion? What's the surfactant? And then I just started buying ingredients and mixing things up. I teamed up with a lab, and they helped me perfect it. And I literally said, let me just throw up a website and see what can happen. And then, you know, 
here we are now, what, 13 years later. And, you know, it, it, it's a huge market opened up with women with natural exactly. hair. And uh, what, uh, the reason for that, I believe, is this, uh, several things. I think um, just women realizing the dangers that relaxers do. And I'm not bashing relaxers because relaxers are a choice. And please just don't. Um, more products. <laughs> what did you say? I'm sorry. What's that? I said, please don't. We're both hairstylists. No. So we do relax hair, so oh, please yes, don't. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I, yeah. I never, it's a choice, so I would not yeah. ever back someone's choice. Uh, just like having natural hair is a choice. I'm sorry. Right. I stepped away from the, <laughs> the city's on fire. Sorry. I, um, wait, one second. You're in California, right? Where everything is? I am in California, yes. I'm in yeah. Los Angeles, though. I'm oh, in okay. Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. No, I, um... The market grew because I, I feel more and more companies such as myself started offering products. So, you know, we kind of took the guesswork out of um, styling natural hair. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's been great. It's been a really, you know. Exactly. Really, and you know, Will, like you style hair, you know the term bad hair day. You know that can be real. Like if your hair is messed up, it can really alter your mood. So, right. <laughs> you know, it's... um. Right. You know, it's 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 been great. It really, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy you know making products awesome. and you know. Well, Shelly, you know, as a woman wearing so many hats, as a career mom, as a CEO, you you're handling um, Cameron with the pageantry. What other mm-hmm. advice could you give single moms who are trying to juggle their careers and maintain their family life? Okay, my advice, okay, my advice, advice is to really have a strong support system. You know, it could be aunties, uncles, mother, father, you know, strong support system is very, very, very important. Um, exactly. And, and, and then the other thing I would say is that, I mean, there comes a point where you realize you can't be everywhere at once, and that does not make you a bad parent. There, there are times where... I may need to go to uh, Target headquarters, and I may not be able to see the spring musical, you know. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, you know, I have to sell the product to pay the bills. So sometimes that bouncing and and understanding that does not make you a bad mom. As much as you'd like to be there, you know, there are times where you're going to have to make a choice. And, you know, you can't move the spring musical, and you can't move your Target meeting. So... You know, th- those are the things that you're faced with, and you shouldn't beat up on yourself uh, too hard when, when those situations arise, because awesome. they will arise. Exactly. Okay. So w- will you be debuting any new products in the near future from your line? Uh, hopefully. I'm I'm working, hopefully. working on the final stages of, you know, a few new ones. And, uh, What's in your line now? Just, what, what products are you hearing? Um, the products, um, the, the top sellers are Kinky Curly Not Today, which is our detangling conditioner, and that just sells like hotcakes, and the Kinky Curly Curling Custard, which is our natural hair gel. Um, it's like for washing those styles and for twist outs and uh, flicking your hair back in ponytails. And, um, you know, it's all natural. It doesn't build up in your hair. It doesn't, uh, you know, cause breakage. And, you know, th- those two have done really, really well. Um the Come Clean Shampoo, which is, you know, it's a cleansing shampoo. It's a true shampoo, and it, you know, doesn't leave your hair feeling dry or stripped. So those are the top three products that, you know, when people are first starting to use, become familiar with the with the line, you know, we tell them to start with those three, you know, because there's a lot of choices out there. We tell right. people it's best to start with those, you know, it's best to start with any, any brand, but with products from within the line. Then go ahead and mix and match. Because you can't really mm-hmm. see what a product line will do. You know, if you're mm-hmm. using this thing from here and this one from there, this pre-treatment, kind of follow the directions right. of what people are. It's, it's really not a hustle. It's really like, you know, we made these to work together. Peanut butter right. goes with jelly, right? Like, and then, then try that in <laughs> bananas. <laughs> right. You know. Well, where can customers go purchase uh, the Kinky Curly Mine? I'm sorry, say that one more time for me. Where can they go purchase the product line? Um, we're sold nationwide at Target and Whole Foods. So those are our two major retailers. We're also in Walgreens and um, Rite Aid. And we're also at a lot of neighborhood beauty supply stores, your local beauty supply. And also online, um, 
shopkinkycurly.com. Okay. And, of course, for our superstar Cameron, where can we follow and find more information about her? Oh, her Cameron is on. Okay. Her, in, her Instagram is instagram.com forward slash miss underscore Cameron underscore D. Miss Cameron D, but it's an underscore in between each each word. Got you. Gotcha. And it's mom mom managed. She doesn't have free reign over Instagram. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> now that like, you have oh, to specify that, you never know. <laughs> yeah, it's like the pictures that would be on there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Shelly, we thank you so much for coming on the show and really um, sharing not not just uh, what Cameron's doing, but also the natural hairline. And we just wish you all the success in the world as as you thank go you forward. Thank you so much, and thank you thank for having you. me. Really Thank been you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Good you night. guys have a great evening. Good night. You, too. you as well. Good night. Bye bye. Bye bye. I think I've seen Kinky Curly before. Now that she mentioned it, I have too. Yeah. I have yeah. too. Well, I used to have my long locks. I used to, you know, use stuff like that. Oh, I know. We gotta go a commercial on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're gonna make me well, say some words. <laughs> every overweight woman is a woman she knows she can be. Many times you look in the mirror and you don't even recognize your own self because you've got lost, buried in the weight that you carry. Nothing you've ever been through is wasted. So every time I tried and failed, and every time I tried again, and every time I tried again, has brought me to this most powerful moment to say, if not now, when? I feel that way, and I know millions of other people feel that way. Are you ready? 
Let's do this together. Kaplan is a human writer, author, public speaker, and former newspaper columnist. She lives with her husband and two chihuahuas, Chi-Chi and Paco, in Hood River, Oregon, where she writes the award-winning humor blog, Laugh Lines, Middle Age, Modern Marriage, Epic Fails, about the comical ups and downs of midlife. She believes that laughter, a good glass of wine, and an econo-sized box of milk duds are the path to Drew. Excuse me, to choose in. Sounds like my type of person. Um, She's here tonight to share her hilarious insight on mastering midlife with humor and common sense. Please help me welcome to the show, Vicki Kathlin. How are you this evening, Vicki? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm looking at those combinations. Um, Laughter. Good glass of wine and a kind of size <laughs> box of milk does. I, I like that. Yes. I'm going to have to have chocolate. That. Yes. And then with wine and laughter, I, I love it. But tell our listeners, who is Vicki Kathleen and what is your story? Well, I'm 59 years old and I've been married three times. And I write a blog to help women get through probably one of the most difficult passages of our life. It's the giving up of, of youth and still celebrating how fabulous we can be. And I just, I, I try to do it through laughter and common sense. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Vicki. This is Will. How are you? Hi, Will. I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, so you, know, you have a book coming out next week. I want you to tell us I about do. the book. It's called Who Left the Cork Out of My Lunch? I've seen the book cover. It's hilarious. So what is Thank the book you. about, and why did you choose to write it? Well, the book is about those that passage time that we have. It's about letting go of youth in a, in a youth-oriented society and mm-hmm. what's funny about it because, you know, we've got a couple ways to approach things and you can either kill yourself or laugh. And it's, <laughs> middle age can be funny. It, it really It's goofy. I mean, all sorts of things, especially for women because all sorts of things happen to our bodies. And <laughs> so the book is a compilation of, my personal embarrassing moments, which I share freely with everybody, and also some how-to lists. There's some marriage advice columns. There's, it's it's kind of a whole bunch of fun stuff about midlife. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is that why you say it's unique to the midlife human market? Well, I think the reason it's unique is because most um, humor books in that genre are like midlife humor books or whatever are all personal anecdotes. They're all about the author, which is great. I mean, I love. I have dozens of them, and I love them to pieces. But I tried to put half the book or more about the reader, about things okay. they're going to experience. That's where the marital advice columns come in and where the how-to lists come in. And so it's probably about a third personal anecdotes and two-thirds more outside of my experience. So okay. I think that makes it a bit unique because it's not just a memoir. Okay. Awesome. Hi, Vicki. This is Nate. How are you? Hi. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm really good. Um, and congratulations good. on your book again. Um, that's Thank an you. excellent and awesome achievement. Um, so what is it that you would like for your readers to take away from this book? Um, I think basically that it's okay to laugh at ourselves. It's we get it's It's so difficult sometimes for women to go through that whole menopausal leaving our youth behind us thing and acknowledging that that's what's happened to us. And we tend to want to demean everything or dismiss it or not talk about it because if we talk about it, it becomes very real. And I'm just saying let's just get it all out there and, and talk about our night sweats and our mood swings and our weight gain and figure out what to do about it. It's just it's total transparency and then it gets funny because we're all exactly. there's so many of us and we're all in it together, but we're all pretending that we're the only ones that's not happening to it's just time goes on. So it's, you know, I mean, I, I took my 27-year-old son out shopping one day, and the manager of the store said, go ask your grandma if you can buy this. Oh, my I God. Went, oh, my God. And up until then, I'd been telling myself I was the only one in my senior class that doesn't look any different. Well, apparently I do. So, <laughs> I'm never shopping there again anyway. Yeah, I was going to suggest that. 
Wow. Okay, then. Well, you know, I want the men that... As a writer... Oh, I'm sorry, Alicia. No, you go ahead. Oh, okay. So, as a writer, Vicki, you know, there's not one chapter that you can love more than the next. But in your book, what are some of your favorite and most popular chapters within yourself? Well, in um, Who Left the Cork Out of My Lunch, I put the... a couple of my most popular ones right up front. Um, the first one is the Big Girl Panty Society Rules for Membership, and that one was a blast to write. And the second one, and that one's a list one. The second one is an anecdotal one, and it's called Good Morning, Mom, for the Love of God, Put Some Clothes On. And those two probably were, are some of my biggest heavy hitters. I mean, they were, it's surprising enough because I wrote the one about my son when I first started blogging like four years ago, and it's still, and it's really short. It still to this day had some of the highest views of anything I've ever done. People really identify with it, I guess. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that that sounds really good. And now I want all the men that are listening to this show <laughs> to listen in very closely because this is very important. She's going to help someone tonight. Um, Valentine's Day is just one week away, and mm. you wrote an entry in your blog entitled, Really You Shouldn't Have. Really, you shouldn't. The husband got to Valentine's Day. <laughs> and in I'm trying article, to help here, guys. Exactly. They need to listen. You gave a list of bad Valentine's Day gifts for husbands to buy their wives. And can you share a few of the items and why you say they're not such a good idea? Absolutely. Um, well, we'll start with stuffed animals. You know, those little ones that hold the tiny little boxes of chocolate. I think you're yeah. told we're not. What are we, 12? You know, it's just, I don't need a stuffed teddy bear. I don't want to eat the chocolate, and I don't like stuffed animals. But, and, you know, and the other thing is that she knows that you were just grabbing it at Rite Aid when you were on your way to pick up your girl with a little bowel syndrome mm-hmm, prescription. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. what made you remember her, you know. That's how we look at it. Really? So your prescription for ED is what made you think of this bear. <laughs> We're not, you know, we're not, that's not romantic. No. <laughs> and speaking that's of staying out of the drugstores, I put on here drugstore fragrances. And this one, especially Ooh. if this woman is a Chanel, Armani, or, you know, Estee Lauder scents or whatever. I mean, I've heard men say that, well, it says it smells just the same for a third the price. Wow. Except they don't. They smell like street truckers <laughs> on parade. They're not, I mean... No, no, just no. Like, either get her what she wears or skip that one, I think. Yeah. So there's, yeah. And um, the other one that, that comes up a lot is gag gifts, you know, that mm. where you kind of make light of the whole relationship. I mean, do that on any other day of the year if she's got a sense of humor, but don't do it on <laughs> Valentine's Day. And I was looking up some Valentine's Day gag gifts that were really top top sellers. People are buying this stuff for their women on Sunday. It's not going to be pretty. Uh-oh. But one of them was a, a toilet paper that was emblazoned with little red hearts, and it said, I love you all over. I mean, it's what? Bad. <laughs> the toilet paper? I'm not kidding. Apparently, it's selling like hotcakes. So <laughs> wow. then they have, I saw a thing that looked like an oversized onesie, fleece onesie, for two people can get in and watch TV together. I No. <laughs> what happens if one of you wants to get up and get a glass of wine? You have to hop to the refrigerator? I'm not understanding that one. So, this is a top and, you know, and, and the other one we see is, you know, matching T-shirts to say something really stupid oh when you're not 22 years old, you know. Right. Just, those kinds of things are just, Valentine's Day is not really a time to be silly or goofy. It, you can do it on the other 363 days. You know, it's Valentine's <laughs> Day, we want to feel special and cherished and all those good things. Yeah. So, you probably have to get out of the drug stores in any store that ends in the word Mart. <laughs> yes. Mm, mm, mm. Love it. I hope you wrote that down, Will. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm taking okay, notes. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> but in, in another one of your blogs, um, entries, you wrote the nine real ways to reduce all the drama in your life. You also say that one of the best things about aging is letting go of drama so that, so that you know, I guess you can live a, a, a mm-hmm. better life. So, what are some of those ways that you suggest that you can do to decrease the drama in your life? There's a lot of things you can do, actually, that are that take some sort of ownership about how you feel about yourself. And 
and like you said, when you I wrote that when you get older, we get to pick. You know, DNA doesn't mm-hmm. automatically let you in the door. It's just so if you're not a nice person, and every time you come and see me and you leave, I feel like crap. Then no, this is going to be a really short relationship. I mean, because mm-hmm. you know I'm 60 years old. I don't need to do this anymore. So I right. think it's, weed those people out and don't feel bad about. It. You don't owe them the ability, the opportunity to ruin your life. It's just, you just don't. And a lot of people say, well, it's my sister. Who cares? You know, Amen. if your sister is mm, then, you know, if she makes you feel bad, every time she spends time with you, stop spending time with her. It's just, you know, and the other thing that I see is sometimes when people get, we're insecure and, and somebody says something to us and there can be two possible explanations, try to assume the positive one, not the negative one. Like a woman said to me, well, my hub's called my sister nine times last week. They're either having phone sex or they're planning my birthday party. I said, oh well, gosh. which one are you going to think they're doing? And she said, I said, go out and get a party dress. Until you hear otherwise, they're right. not having an affair. Right. So we tend to, to jump to, oh, my God, what happens if he's doing this? And he's not doing mm-hmm. that. And you, you've you been totally stressed out for weeks about it. So, you know, the other one, and I learned this when I was young. My mom used to tell me that. Be the first person to say, I'm sorry. If you care about this person and you're fighting, you don't even have to mean it. You just have to say it. Somebody has to say it. So it's, you know, it's not about who's right. It's about who wants the relationship mm-hmm. back. You know, so somebody's got to throw in the white flag, and that's I'm sorry. So it's, you know, it's there's a lot of things we can do, but it just involves us being a lot more protective, I think, of ourselves than we than we usually are. Exactly. Good advice. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I see you have another book entitled Shake, Rattle, and Roll With It where you share mm-hmm. your experiences with the health condition in a very humorous manner. Um, could you share with our audience that health condition and what the book is all about? Well, this is, the subtitle will tell you what it's about. It says, Living and Laughing with Parkinson's. But um, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's when I was 50, and my mom has it. So they say mm-hmm. it's not hereditary, but look, looking at the statistics, they're kind of rethinking that one. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, you get something that makes you – Stop, drop, and roll with, without any volition on your part, and it can get pretty funny. And they and I just wrote about this one is more anecdotal because I'm not it's not an outreach thing. It's just this is how I chose to look at Parkinson's and and these are my most embarrassing moments with this condition. And if you want to laugh at me, that's groovy. I like that. So I mean, it's, I don't hold a lot back. It's the mm-hmm. most popular post in that one is I gave my husband a pole dance and he can't stop laughing. It's been two days. So. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. And people ask me all the time, did you really do that? I said, absolutely. And my husband just rolls his eyes and said, you have no idea. So, but, yeah, it's all, it's all true. But it's it's just a way to to get people to lighten up and to say, you know, because something like Parkinson's or any chronic condition, if you're going to live with it forever because they can't cure it and you're only 50, you've got 30, 40 more years, God willing, and, you have to decide how you're going to live it. And, mm-hmm, I, you know, exactly. when I was first diagnosed, I I was upset, obviously. But, it, you know, it just didn't take long for me to say, okay, I've got two ways to go through this, the hard way or the funny way. Right. So I just wrote a book about all the goofy things that have been happening to me since I got this disease. And, you know, and I've only had, I've had a lot of really, really good response from that book, really personal intimate responses from it, from people who have had Parkinson's or who love somebody with Parkinson's. So that's been awesome. really satisfying. Oh, I only ran into one woman that said, I, she doesn't flat out doesn't believe I have it because I wouldn't have this attitude if I did. I said, really? <laughs> she goes, well, you wouldn't be this happy if you had Parkinson's. Wow. I said, well, why don't you just return my book and carry on? So. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, Vicky, I tell you, that was an awesome testimony, and we appreciate you for sharing that here on our radio station. Um, but, you know, a lot of us on the line are authors or inspiring authors, and what advice could you give to other aspiring writers? Right. That's, I mean, right. the best thing I can tell it, people say that all the time, I want to write a book, then write one. Exactly. Yeah, you, I mean, it's never it's never going to be the right time. You're never going to be ready. You're never going to feel like you're any. We all think we write crap all the time. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. but just start. You know, you can't. It's interesting because when we start blogs, 
people say that I hear that a lot. How do you? I'm thinking about starting a blog. How do you do that? Why should I? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what people are going to think. I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. You won't have any readers for six months. You can write total crap, but you can get start going. And by the time you get your rhythm down, people will start to figure out you're there, and you mm-hmm. and you'll start writing better stuff. I mean. Every writer I know, including me, that's published a book based on their blog has gone back to their first blogs. I went in and took out, eliminated my whole first year because it was wow. just bad. I mean, it was like, <laughs> oh my god, because I didn't, I hadn't found my voice yet. I was still trying to be all the other writers that I really liked, and that's the mm. second piece of advice I would give: is find your own voice because okay. that's really all we have. The originality is not in the material. How many yes. women have written about menopause? Like a billion. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to write a, an article about menopause, I've got to, I've got to do it in my voice with my sense of humor, or it's just redundant, and I'm throwing it out into the stratosphere with 50 million thousand other articles. Yes. So you know, find your voice and just start writing. And Ernest Hemingway says, "Write drunk, edit sober." I've got that in my office. It's like, <laughs> just get something on paper. So and you know, if they never start, they'll never do it. Yeah. So. I would say start, write junk, and fix it. Exactly. Okay. So, Vicki, how can our listeners follow you? Your website, social I'm sorry? media? Oh, my how website. can our listeners follow um, you? Yes. Yeah, my laugh lines is um, laugh-lines.net. And that's the okay. easiest way to find me. And, of course, okay. my books are available at Amazon. So. <laughs> okay. And your latest one comes out. What's the date? It's actually available now. We're the official. This is, we're doing a soft launch. The official date is Valentine's Day, just because we thought it all tied in. But it's okay. it's up on Amazon.com right now. The book is like twelve bucks or something, and the Kindle version is three ninety nine. But the book is so much prettier. So I was going to be yeah, yeah, the book. I like the cover. <laughs> the book is just prettier. It's all like white that. and glossy. It's got big hot pink on it, and everything. It's really pretty. It's got a little paisley. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, get that one. It's just more fun. Well, that's wonderful. Well, Vicky, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us yeah, about your book welcome. and all that you're doing. Yeah, we, we really enjoyed you. Yeah, thank you. This was really fun. That's good. Um, I hope you I have a good, a good evening. And I'll look out for your book. I'm going to look out for your book. I'm going to get the Kindle version, though. I have all my books on Kindle. <laughs> but, yeah, that's okay. I look forward to reading them. <laughs> well, I appreciate the support. I really do. And thanks for having me on. This was really fun. You're welcome. Have, have a good evening. Time. Bye. Bye-bye. Love her. Awesome, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, you know, the time is really flying by. We're going to take one more um, commercial break. Come back. We have a hot topic to talk about. And then I have um, a few announcements about an event coming up for um, the NAACP. But right now we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Face It. We'll be right back. This is Dan Bossy. Take one. Pushy. Stubborn. Stubborn. Pushy. Pushy. Stubborn. Stubborn. Bossy. 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 When I was growing up, I was called bossy. I think the word bossy is just a swasher. Being labeled something matters. By middle school, girls are less interested in leadership than boys. And that's because they worry about being called bossy. We need to tell them it's okay to be ambitious. We need to help them lean in. Words matter. Let's just ban the word bossy. And encourage girls to lead. To be strong and be ambitious. Listen to your own voice. There are no limits. Dare to be you. You can change the world. Let's ban bossy. Be brave. Be you. Ban bossy. Join us to ban bossy. I'm not bossy. I'm the boss. Encourage girls to lead. Take the pledge at banbossy.com. Dad, we need to talk. Can we just enjoy the drive? If you're not going to listen to me, who will you listen to? Jeffrey. Ah! Marsha Gay Harden, what, what? Eyes on the road, Dad. What, 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 what are you doing? What, what are you, what are you, what are you doing in my back seat? How did you get in here? You're getting older. Not that old. Your brain's changing. It's natural. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Honey, I've got experience with this. Jeffrey, brain health is all about making the most of your brain as you age and helping to reduce some of the risks to your brain. Really? Now that's interesting. So, you'll talk to her about this, but not me. 
Portuguese Harden? Where did she go? Learn what you can do to help keep your brain healthy at brainhealth.gov. Did she... Did, oh, she didn't say goodbye. I mean, I would... Visit brainhealth.gov. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Touch DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Welcome back to Let's Face It. We have um, something I saw on the news. It was on, I think, Essence.com, but I also saw it in one of the um, celebrity magazine papers. Um, it was Robin Thicke, you know, who was divorced from Paula Patton. Had The title said why, why she left him, basically. And it was saying that, I'm mean, going to read it, in the candid testimony obtained by the Hollywood Reporter, the singer Robin Thicke reveals a year-long battle with drugs. He said, I was high on Vicodin and alcohol when I showed up at the studio to per- to record Blurred Lines, said Thicke in his deposition. He goes on to say that he didn't do a sober interview in 2013, including his appearance on Oprah's Next Chapter um, with his then three-year-old son, Julian, adding that mm-hmm. the problem led to his separation from his wife and high school sweetheart, Paula Patton. I told my wife the truth. That's why she left me, he said. So my question to you is, you know, to you, what is the, the absolute deal breaker for you in, in a relationship? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a, a friendship, oh, whatever. Okay. What is what is that deal breaker that, you know, you can't get past? To me, this had to be, maybe this was like a recurring problem for her. It to, had to um, be, especially yeah. as long as they were married. Yeah. Um, I think... For me, a deal breaker, and it depends on how you you want to phrase it, um, is either I'll say lack of reciprocity. Um, a, a relationship has to be; it can't be one ended. It has to be where we're both giving to each other, and we're both doing things with the you know both persons benefit and best interests in mind. Um, I think that happens in a lot of relationships, you know. It's just it happens where it's like it's unbalanced. You know, you go in, um, things are going well, you know, you're working towards things together. But I just feel like, you know, in anything, it it doesn't have to be romantic, like you said. It could just be a a partnership. Maybe it's a a project or or maybe it's at work. But if we're no longer building together um, and one person is, you know, doing it all and, you know, in those situations too, you get to the issues where it's like lack of respect and, you know, there's always a bunch of strife. It's like, you know, if we're not going to build towards anything anymore, why are we still in this together? So you have to know when, you know, hey, do you still want to be where you're, take it like a a romantic relationship, you're doing everything and this person could care less and they're just, you know, I'm along for the ride, but... I don't want to do any work in this relationship anymore. And normally when it's like that, there's a whole bunch of other issues that go with it. But, yeah, you know, in anything, it's got to be a give and take. It's got to be something where there's a mutual understanding, a mutual respect. We're supposed to be building towards something, and when we're not doing that anymore, um, that's a scale that's a little bit too unbalanced for me. So if the relationship is no longer the intent that we both had, um, i got to go. Good answer. What about you, Nate? I think for me, it's it's respect too. 
you know, if you cannot respect that I'm taking a nap, then <laughs> oh, I, I really, Lord. I really can't be with you because, you know, I need my nap. And if you can't come <laughs> in and be quiet and go sit down somewhere I while I'm napping, you know, that's that's a real deal breaker for me, William. I just don't you know, have I, I, I can't I can't see myself in a long term relationship with someone who just cannot respect my time. You know what I'm saying? You I know, need to sleep. You, yes. Jesus. When you get to my age, naps become very important and vital. They are vital Preach. to your success. Preach, you know? Nate. So Preach. If I want to be successful, I have to take about three to four naps a day. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> that was only three hours at a time. You How many hours at a time? Two to three. Oh, see, baby, that's not a nap, baby. Them just sleeps, okay? Yeah. You're breaking up a regular night William, sleep. before you go you need on no to yours. I, wanna, I don't understand. She was addicted to Vicodin? No, wait a minute. Let me let me say something to his defense. I've had a couple procedures where they had to give me some Vicodin. And, brother, uh-huh. I understand your struggle. <laughs> that stuff is good. But you know <laughs> Vicodin and alcohol. If you left it with liquor, whoo, yeah, you was lit, bro. Yes. So I, I, I got you. I understand. That, I mean, that's a hallelujah good time. It, it really <laughs> is. <laughs> so, you know, you said it well. I'm just like, my I just don't want to lose no like, more friends to this, this disease, you know. <laughs> like, I need a Viking in right now. Everybody got something. I need a Viking. I believe it's good. Nate, I, I'm just going to pray for you because I don't know too many people that's going to respect you to have three or four <laughs> naps a day, one, but then each of them two, three hours? No, nah, bro, I'm sorry. That's nine hours he sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. on top mm-hmm. of regular sleep. I, I don't mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry, Nate. And then I got to get my nine hours in because that's recommended. <laughs> that's recommended. That's recommended. That's amazing. He up now. Too funny. Yeah. Am I? But he just woke up from a nap, I'm sure. Oh, okay. I'm sure. Well, Thank you, yeah. Will he do it? <laughs> yes. What am I going to do with um, this? Yeah, so this, it finally came out that that's why, what happened. Um, well, I thought it was the cheating, but okay. Yeah, I, that's what I thought it was, but, you know. And this is what he said. We haven't heard from Paul to see if that's the reason, but, you know. Why? Yeah. Mm. But um, Paula was too. Who? Paula. You said she was on something. That's just the way she yeah, had something. Oh, that's that just the way she acts. Yeah. What's wrong with Paula? You know she's a little flighty. Just, yeah, she's just dumb. Mm-hmm. You know just what? a little blonde. Yeah. Just you a little what? blonde. I'm, I'm no offense to any blonde. Y'all, y'all know, don't be talking about my girl <laughs> like that. Don't talk about her like that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But, um, okay, so we're, there's an event coming up this this Saturday. It's, I believe it's being sponsored by the Virginia Beach chapter of the NAACP. Um, the keynote speaker is Dr. Umar Johnson. It's going to be held at um, Dr. E. Ray Cox Convocation Center, which is at 395 Old Great Neck Road in Virginia Beach. It's this Saturday, February the 13th, 12 o'clock noon. Um, he's a motivational speaker. He's going to talk about um, entrepreneurship. He's going to talk about the youth empowering our community. It's going to be a great event. Um, if you want to get tickets, my dad gave me permission to give out his number if you're in the Hampton Roads area. Seven five seven six five zero seven five four two. Ask for Pete Strayhorn. Pete Strayhorn. Um, again, this is um, sponsored by the NAACP Virginia Beach Chapter. Um, it's in celebration of Black History Month. Keynote speaker Dr. Umar Johnson, and it's this Saturday, February the thirteenth at twelve noon. Contact my dad to get tickets. Um, it's going to be a wonderful event. Also, so next Sunday, you know, Valentine's Day. Again, I have nothing else to do, so I'll be here. Um, we have author and life coach Andrea Wright, who's going to be sharing with each of us on how we should love ourselves first. So that should be good. Um, mm-hmm. And then also we have the Emmy Award-winning celebrity hairstylist and the personal hair guru to Miss Wendy Williams of the Wendy Williams Show, Mr. Antoine mm-hmm. Jackson. Um, Nate and I met him in a class. He's going to talk to us about his journey. Um, he was living in a little country town in North Carolina. And after the class, he said he was going to move to New York, and he did exactly what he said. Um, and in record time, he got his Emmy, and he landed the spot with Wendy Williams. So he's going to talk All to right. us next week about, you know, everything that it took to get there and hopefully share mm-hmm. some stories about Miss Wendy Williams. Of course we're going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
um, don't say that in advance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, anybody has anything to say before we go? Mm-mm. Nobody. Well, Mm-mm. well, I, I enjoyed having you about... up here. Yeah. Le- yeah. Let's see. Um, are y'all gonna go watch a football game now? <laughs> no. I yeah, know the America team ain't playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. Me I think Cam Newton too big to be the quarterback. Oh, wait a minute. Cam he playing. I'll go, I go ahead and watch now. <laughs> okay, we got to end right. this. I got to go see Cam. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Until next week. Uh, next week, everybody have a blessed week. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We ask that you visit www.letsfaceitradio.com for up-to-date information on future shows, special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time, same place, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. It's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multi-purpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multi-purpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519.